I'm Tim Gombas, and this is Faith Improvised. It's a podcast where I can think out loud and talk with friends about things that interest me. Books, films, sports, music, culture, politics, the wonders and complexities of being Christian in this world, and my academic discipline, biblical studies. You're welcome to email me if you like at faithimprovised at gmail.com. This episode is really short, but I talk about significant sporting events from the past week, and I recommend a brilliant and timely book by Edward Larson. So this has been kind of a crazy busy week for me uh, after I posted this uh this podcast, last week's episode, I took off for uh, Chicago to visit uh, with family. Four of my five sisters were gathering at my folks' house to just hang out for a couple days. And uh, so I was down there in the middle of the week last week, hanging out, catching up, visiting with uh, a bunch of my sisters and my parents. Did a lot of eating, a lot of talking, laughing, uh, taking walks in the morning and just catching up on their lives and uh, just had an absolute blast. And uh, then when I came back last Friday, my daughter, Maddie, uh, came down from Marquette, where she lives currently, and uh, visited with us over the weekend. And she's always an absolute blast to catch up with and uh, to talk about anything and everything and to um, sort of process the world. And I love how she sees the world and um, just to yeah, to hear from her and to catch up with her was uh, a special delight. But over the past week, I have just talked and had more intense personal engagement than normal. And uh, so I feel like I'm just completely exhausted. It's been wonderful, um, but I feel like a bit brain dead. So can't guarantee how long this episode is going to be, which is just kind of how it is. Uh, yeah, coming off rich family times, but also uh, worn out, but worn out in probably the best way. I only have laments to uh, report about the Cubs. This is just going to be um, the 2021 season is going to be a brutal campaign. Uh, the Cubs are coming off of dropping two of three games to the Pirates. Austin will be happy with that. And I fear that the Cubs are manifesting exactly the problems that have plagued them the last couple of years. They just can't score runs. And uh, in this sport that's called baseball, the object is to score more runs than the other team. And uh, if that is the particular challenge that the team is facing, that is going to be rough. And that is exactly what's going on. In the last three games, uh, I was checking the box score the other day. It's just brutal how many runners they leave in scoring position, how many uh, guys they leave on base. It's just pathetic. This is going to be rough. I uh, am probably probably not going to lament all summer in this space. I'll do that uh, down in the basement as I uh, yell at the TV. But uh, my goodness, this is, this is going to be just really difficult. Um. In one sense, that's just kind of how it goes being a Cub fan. Um, the last decade or so of building uh, a World Series winning team has sort of, it's been exciting, it's been fun, uh, but I've got a, life, a lifetime of disappointment built up. So I know how to handle it. 
I know how this goes. Uh, this is familiar territory. Huge highlight of the last uh, week that ended uh, yesterday was the Masters tournament. That was just so fun to watch. Crash on the couch for a bunch of days and um, do a lot of snacking and texting with friends, uh, just sort of recounting the drama as it unfolded. One of the things I love about major uh, major tournaments in the golf season is how you just never know how things are going to unfold. It's four days. Anything can happen. And uh, as I said before, what's so great about sporting events is these are unwritten narratives. And uh, yeah, it's just so fun to see how things unfold. Um, a lot of great players that I expected to have a great week did not. Uh, Rory McIlroy looks completely lost. Justin Spieth, uh, sorry, uh, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas uh, both had good tournaments, but faded on Sunday, which is a little bit of a surprise. And um, just such a big deal for Hideki Matsuyama, who is, this is really surprising given how uh, how much Japan is just golf crazy, uh, producing uh, loads of uh, great players over the years. No Japanese player has ever won a major uh, golf tournament. Um, uh, no no Japanese man. Uh, some Japanese women have won in the past. And um, so this was this was uh, great for him. Hideki Matsuyama has been a great player the last uh, five years or so. Um, just, yeah, really an incredible talent. He uh, was in the lead at a, uh, I think at the PGA Championship several years ago and faded. And I think that that just sort of was a, a shot. And um, he hasn't really been a factor in major tournaments over the last several years. But I mean, he just got out to uh, a four shot lead on by Saturday night. So going into the final round, he was up by four shots, which you would think go, you know, in a, in a major golf tournament, the place where you want to be is having a big lead on Sunday, but that is seriously precarious. And the history of people who have had to protect leads on Sundays is not great. It has happened before. Um, it has happened, but in the back of my mind anyway, is always 1996 when uh, Greg Norman had a six shot lead on Sunday morning going into the, the final round. I mean, all he had to do was play, you know, 18 holes and, and shoot either even par or one or two under after three days of spectacular play. And uh, if you know the story, that final round for him was just a complete and total meltdown. He was leading by six shots. He shot a 78. Um, and Nick Faldo, amazingly, uh, shot a 67 and just you know reached up and grabbed it and won it. Um, kind of surprising. This is 1996, interestingly enough. Uh, Phil Mickelson was in the mix way back then. Uh, he was playing uh, this year. I think he's 50 or 51. But Mickelson has also had um, a long history of serious disappointments in major golf tournaments. Anyway, that 96 tournament is always in the back of my mind. Anytime someone uh, you know begins a final round in a major tournament with that big of a lead, nothing is inevitable uh, because what often happens is that lead... Uh, you know, someone with a lead 
feels that they've got to protect it. And that is not a way to play golf, you know, defensively. And so often you'd rather be chasing the leader rather than defending a lead. But Matsuyama just did it. I think the lead shrank to one very early. And it was like, here we go. The wheels are going to come off. Somebody else is just going to apply some pressure. And uh, we're going to watch another horrific meltdown. Uh, but he stayed strong, shot a great round, and uh, ended up winning it comfortably. And, you know, good for him. Good for Japan. This is obviously a big deal, uh, you know, sort of for national pride and um, the opportunity for them to celebrate him. And uh, I think that, you know, thinking wider, uh, you know, of the wider cultural issues up and running in our in our time, um, it's great that with all the anti-Asian uh, sentiment sort of simmering under the surface and blowing up in some really ugly ways, it's great to have, um, you know, an Asian major golf champion. So very, very cool to see. Um, yeah. A lot of fun. What's also cool about the golf schedule uh, this year, I think this began, well, it was intended to begin last year, but last year threw everything off. It was typically the case that, you know, the Masters is, is in April, and then you've got over two months to wait until the next golf major, which was typically the US Open in mid June. Uh, but the PGA moved their major uh, tournament to May. So now we've got major golf in April, May, June, and July, which is really, really cool, sort of avoiding that, that long layoff. So there's not the, the lull in the drama. So anyway, some fun, fun uh, happenings over the last week or so. I want to tell you about a book. It's called Summer for the Gods, and the subtitle is The Scopes Trial and America's Continuing Debate Over Science and Religion. And it's written by Edward Larson, published by Basic Books. This is a brilliant book. Even though it's a little bit older now, it was originally published in 1997, but it won a little award called the Pulitzer. You may have heard of it. It won that award in uh, 1998, and it is easily a classic. I mention it now uh, because it's so timely as the central issue is once again rearing its head in American culture. So many evangelical Christians are currently manifesting anti-science thinking about the pandemic, and there's widespread misinformation among evangelicals about vaccines. This is a long-standing problem with deep historical roots. Larson's book tells the story about one particular flare-up of that issue in the 1925 trial of John Scopes and his teaching of evolution, despite the Tennessee law prohibiting it. It's a fascinating account of all the personal and political agendas that were at work, and a really interesting instance of how nothing is really as simple as things first appear. Larson gives the backstory of the national battle over the teaching of evolution in public schools, which is still relevant today, and he recounts the long and fascinating career of William Jennings Bryan, who prosecuted the case and who died shortly afterward. One of my long-term aims is to always be lifting up the hood on how my inherited culture of evangelicalism thinks, how it processes the world, how it navigates 
complex and challenging issues and the larger questions of science and its relationship to Christian faith. As I said, these very same habits of thought and suspicions and unresolved tensions are up and running in our day. It's as if we're simply replaying and relitigating all these larger questions. So, if you're looking for some good summer reading, this is the perfect book. Larson is a brilliant narrator, and the story he tells is simply fascinating. Again, the book is called Summer for the Gods, The Scopes Trial, and America's Continuing Debate Over Science and Religion by Edward J. Larson, published by Basic Books. Get it from an independent bookstore. Well, like I said, this last week has left me a little bit exhausted. I had had a, uh, a topic that I was going to um, talk about today and uh, bring some thoughts together. Didn't quite work out the way that I had wanted to. And um, being unsatisfied with it, I didn't want to put it out there into the world. So this is just me wishing you well. I, have, I hope that you have an absolutely fantastic week. This is just another short one. Um, I did record this standing in my kitchen, looking out on a beautiful day with everything blooming and springtime taking shape along with uh, the weeds in my front yard. So I've got some work to do. Um, but it sure is where I am. I hope for you, it's a beautiful day. Don't let it get away. <laughs>